T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Full football coach at a high level now, at a it's high like, Division One level. And yeah. again, whether he's got more resources somewhere else or getting better players, particularly the linemen at Colorado, they're going to be better. That's why I told Jake. I said, three wins at Colorado this year is like 10 wins at, at other schools what, what, because of where they were at. I guess more than... Uh, because I think you'll be back at Colorado. More, I'm more interested because, and maybe this will all play itself out too in a way where we're not, we don't even get to this point in the discussion. But Shadur Sanders, last I looked over at ESPN in terms of the draft ratings, was the third rated yeah. quarterback. Yes, we have seen Dion say, "You ain't going anywhere." Right there yeah. with Shadur, right there with Shadur Sanders. There, um, we've applied this logic to Caleb Williams, who at one point was talking about. You know, possibly coming back to USC. No, you're not. No. I, don't, I don't care what they. I don't care if it's a million dollars they give you in NIL or two million. Even you're not turning down the chance to be the number one pick and a five year deal, multi million dollar deal. You're you're you're, you're going. You're you're, you're yeah. absolutely coming. And and I and I, when I look at the logic too with Shadur, I understand coming back to help dad be a lot better than mm-hmm. you were this season and all that. But you telling me you're going to put it on what? what what about Jordan Travis? What about what just happened in that situation? Because again, I know you can get the insurance and everything else, but your you, you could possibly your career could end. And so it's what we've always said: it's you've got to take advantage of the opportunity. You got to strike while the iron's hot. And so my point is that if Shadur Sanders ends up still that highly ranked, and I don't know that I believe that he's the third best quarterback in this year's draft. Mm-hmm. I've watched a lot of Shadur. I think he's a great leader. He's made a lot of mistakes. But but if he's that, you telling me you're turning that down? I don't, I don't see it. Dion, who's a pro and knows that you know things can come and go, yeah. and we just again watched Jordan Travis be carted off. Who knows mm-hmm. if he's ever going to be the same again? I just as much as I love the thought of you coming back and helping Dad and Colorado being better, if he's the third best quarterback in the draft. You cannot turn that down because ultimately he's probably if you're third best quarterback in the draft, you're probably going to go first round. You got to go, and you got to go take that money yeah. now. Yeah, you can't risk coming back and potentially injuring yourself or whatever else. So, so for the Dion situation, that's what I'm curious to see: is yeah. does he turn down a real opportunity to be a first round draft pick or maybe even a second round draft pick to come back to help dad? Because uh, you know, I tell you, like Cameron Payne, man, who you know goes from Murray State to lottery pick, you got to strike while the iron hot, while they're talking yeah. about you, while you got you, while you're that ranked. It, it you, the opportunity uh, may never come again. Although you know, you, you tell yourself, yeah, you figure it's going to be there. Uh, kicking that can down the road can sometimes be an expensive lesson. If I hopefully his, it doesn't happen for him. If I were his coach or dad, I'd see that what happened at Florida State, and I'd go. I recognize that's worst-case scenario, what happened to Jordan Travis, but, like, I don't think I'd be able to live with myself if that happened to my kid and he came back for, for that you, extra year. I, I, I would not be able right. to live with myself. I'd be like, why Why did I 
do that to him. Now, the other part of this conversation is, listen, I look at Jaden Daniels at LSU, and I like what I see there in terms of, if we're talking about the other guys not named Drake May or Caleb Williams, I look at Jaden Daniels and I say, I, I want that guy as yes. opposed to Shadur. So whether Shadur will actually be that highly ranked by the time draft time rolls around, mm-hmm. I think it's still to be determined. Whether he, you know he's staying or going, whatever else. But, um, no, nah, man, I, I would go now if I'm a first-round pick and maybe even if I'm a second-round pick uh, with all due love and respect to Dad. Y'all, y'all, got it, y'all did it at Jackson State. You did it at Colorado. You've spent some time with him. Yeah. There's no guarantee. Uh, ask Caleb Williams. There's no guarantee you coming back to, especially moving, no. moving conferences. There's no guarantee you're coming back to a conference championship. And so how do you turn down the NFL if it's beckoning and saying, you're a first-round pick? Uh, we'll see if he is. Uh, we'll see if he is. We're going to take a break, come back. With respect, burgers. We're going to go all over the sports world uh, to give these out. And then we'll talk to Jason Fitz at 125. We'll get back into college football, some NFL from over the weekend. We'll do that with Fitz at 125. You're listening to Jason and John, 929 FM, ESPN. Welcome to this party, hour number three. J&J here on 929 FM, ESPN. Appreciate you rolling with us on this rainy Monday. That's how I felt walking out of Simmons Bank. I didn't need the rain, though. Could use the rain. Yeah. You know, I've got dry grass around my home, dang near burn my house down. I heard about it. You're trying to torch Cordova, Jason. I'm just now getting up out of the doghouse. You'll be happy to know. (laughs) My wife's doghouse. I'm just now. See you over it yet? Look, coming out of it. You're I'm, close? Yep. Ha- happened yesterday. It's the holidays. It's been a while. I've been in that as long as I've been in Doghouse. Come on, Faith. It's, been, um, it's the holidays. Yeah, exactly. And now she's got family in town, mm-hmm. right? So we We're need settling to, in. We need to put on our happy face, right, and Heard move that. on. I got yeah, that going, That's what too. I'm trying to yeah. do. Speaking of uh, happy faces, that's that's the face that I put on when yeah. I get on my big green egg. And in a world full of disrespect, I pat out some burgers, I put them on the grill, and I season them with respect. We'll hand those out now. Now, it's time for the Jason and John Show, Respect Burgers. Sizzling Respect Burgers, served hot and fresh from Jason and John. John gives me a hard time each week (laughs) when I give a Respect Burger to someone uh, or a team that has lost. Right, because we don't do yeah. moral victory. Now, he doesn't like moral victory. He didn't even like me playing so, highlights and losses. So I know he'd probably be giving me a hard time yes. right now, and I don't care because Seth Hennigan was that good on Saturday. And, again, when you take a step back and you look at what he's done now over three years, you can't do anything but respect the kid, especially as many times as we, other uh, media, whatever else it is, fans have tried to say, is this kid regressing or whatever else, as if he's the reason Memphis hadn't been able to get the big win. It certainly wasn't on Saturday. When, oh, by the way, didn't throw any picks. He did not throw any picks. In fact, he was fantastic. 35 of 51 for 402 yards, uh, a couple of touchdowns, even one there in the waning moments after many were leaving Simmons Bank with the Tigers down 10. Seth uh, got him another touchdown, and uh, unfortunately, onside kick, everything else didn't work, and that game was over. But it wasn't because Seth Hennigan uh, didn't do his part. Like we mentioned, 35 of 51, 402, and he went over the 10,000-yard career passing mark uh, is now the Tigers' third uh, most productive passer uh, uh, in Memphis history behind only Danny Wimprine and Brady White. Um, I felt bad for Seth Hennigan after this game, who we mentioned is picking himself up off the field at one point. I turned to my dad and said, well, you're about to see Tevin Carter because it did not look like 
uh, with the beating Seth Hennigan had taken, uh, he was going to be able to get back up. Gets back in that game, uh, does what he does. So uh, for everything, the resilience, uh, how much he's been criticized, and then for this, I feel like the program has not held up its end. Yeah. That Seth Hennigan has done his part in a world where, again, opportunities are now uh, sending guys transferring left and right. Uh, it's basically free agency. Go where the biggest offer is. Look at you. Know, I mean, we we know this. The Caden Prescorn story. Caden Prescorn is now at Ole Miss. Got a great deal, obviously, to leave. Memphis cannot keep up in NIL with what some of these other schools are offering, and yet Seth Hennigan has stayed in here now for three years and has still not played and won't this season in a conference title game. Again, a quarterback who's gone for over 10,000 yards. I would tell you that is Memphis not holding up its end of the deal. Here's the part. We discussed this. It's a a little bit layered. Ryan Silverfield had to go out and get weapons for Seth. Right. He did that. Whether it's Blankumsee, whether it's Blake Watson, Mm -hmm. offense looks a lot better this year. Okay, give him credit for that. Yeah, there you go. But there has been an absolute letting go of the rope, and I've had people text me since our open and tell me, well, Jason, it's injuries on defense. What I would tell you is you need better backups than what you're doing. What I would tell you is, again, the number we go to, 119th out of 133 FBS schools, there's no excuse to be 14th from the bottom, Brad. I don't care about injury. you got enough on the field to be better than that. And, again, as it applies to Seth, if you get a couple of more stops in that game, you know, he's finally winning the big one. And so um, how could you not respect what this kid's done in terms of his entire career at Memphis? And then the fact that he says after the game he's not done playing at Simmons Bank. Now, maybe, Brad, he got the word from the AutoZone Liberty Bowl that he knows <laughs> that the Tigers, if they take <laughs> they, care of business, are going to be in the Liberty That's Bowl. That's very ob- Maybe he's just you. very smart. Yeah, he knows the connection or there. he's incredibly loyal. To Ryan Silverfield, them dudes got a bond that we will never understand, Brad. We will never understand blood. Because if he comes back next year for another year and the chance to go to, what, 13,000 yards, 14,000 yards maybe, that ain't nothing but loyalty. Because, again, you have to ask yourself, okay, well, is Memphis going to hold up its end of the bargain if I come Mm -hmm. back? So. Um, double-edged sword, like I told you. You know, you get you get Seth Hennigan back, and that's great. Three-year starter, obviously very productive, but you don't. Fourth place is not acceptable with a guy like Seth Hennigan. And this year, it's not that offense that's holding Memphis back. Is absolutely the defense. Nothing but respect for you, Seth. Respect. Bears tanking ability. Oh boy. Especially as it compares to that of the New York Giants. If you were watching Bears Lions, and I don't know why you would have been over the weekend because you figure coming in this game, Lions are going to absolutely roll and get to 8-2. and two. But a funny thing happened. Jared Goff started looking like, oh, sorry, Jared Goff. Man threw three interceptions, four turnovers in all for the Detroit Lions, and at one point they are down 12 points in the fourth quarter. And yet I never wavered in my confidence level that the Bears would find a way to lose. Remember, this was a team that started 2-1 and one last year and finished with three wins. We know how to tank. Find a and way. And we did it last la- – we did it yesterday, <laughs> lose the game uh, to the Lions, further improving our draft pick. Remember, the Bears also have Carolina's yeah. pick, and that's looking real good right now for the, the number one pick. But, yeah, man, uh, Giants in a similar situation – know they uh, need as high a pick as they possibly can, uh, have owned the commanders, but they're starting to veto. So it's a perfect opportunity to tank. And what do uh, 
What do Jeffrey's Giants go out and do? They go out and handle business against the Commanders like they always do. First off, Ron Rivera is gone. Yep. They may as well walk him out of there right now. That's exactly right. What, what an embarrassment for the Commanders. They should be up for a disrespect dog. Again, losing to a Giants team that's starting a dude who lives with his parents. Right. Brother DeVito, 31-19. to 19, uh, The Giants win. And again, I tell you, it's a loss because now the Giants have three wins and they drop back to right now what is the number five pick in the draft. Very, va- very expensive win for the Giants because, again, it drops you back in draft position. And uh, Giants need everything they possibly can. I imagine. Imagine that with the way Daniel Jones's contract is 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 structured, that Brian Dable, having worked with uh, uh, uh worked with our man Josh Allen in Buffalo, wants more. And so I, I think I heard Jeffrey talking about this last week. I think mm-hmm. he's absolutely right. What you're going to do is keep Daniel Jones around coming off the injury next year, but you're going to go get yourself a rookie quarterback. Right. My get Dable's if he, if he keeps his job, and I imagine he will, mm-hmm. they're going to go get a rookie quarterback, whether it's Drake May or whoever else. But again, you hurt your chances when you win yesterday against the Commanders. So for y'all folks that are trying to tank, leave it up to the big dogs, okay? <laughs> the Chicago the Bears. Hey, and we ain't got to worry about Carolina tanking because no, they're, they're they're just Carolina awful. doesn't have a first round no. pick. They're, they're, it's ours. They're just awful. Awful. And so I'm, you're gonna I'm, get it. I'm feeling real good. Yeah, you got that about the opportunity to get the one pick, and maybe uh, with the Bears using uh, losing yesterday to the Detroit Lions, maybe that other pick's gonna also be in the top five. We'll see. Giants and Patriots, who only have two wins, they're about to meet up. So a lot still to figure out. You see, Kyler, he almost yeah. he could have beat the Texans this weekend. They're com- they're sitting at two wins. I think yeah. they're going to win more games. Texans so, are just good, though. I uh, think uh, things are. Oh, Texans are good, yeah. and they're going to vie for a play- yes. playoff spot. You got it. Uh, they may very well win the South. Remember, they've already beaten Jacksonville yeah. once. C.J. Stroud. I know he threw some picks. That that dude is awesome. Although Jacksonville looked good yesterday too, though. They did uh, after the 49ers took the mask off yeah. of them two weeks ago. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be a battle down to the wire. Mm-hmm. And what we thought would be Jacksonville's division going away yeah. this season, uh, the Texans will have something to certainly to say about that. Moving on, Respect Next Burger story. Uh, in the college basketball world, and we'll do it here locally, uh, we salute yes. and respect the professional job that Rick Stansberry did as interim coach of the Tigers. Now, let's be real. Two of those were by games, not very challenging. Rick's throwing us new words like spurtability. Really love those. (laughs) I mean, and and it's, uh, frankly, it's been very characteristic of this Tigers offense, the fact that they can go on these runs and sort of put teams away. They do that a lot, but uh, whether it's been helping with NIL or in this three-game spot, and yes, that Missouri win doesn't look nearly as good as it did before Mizzou goes out and loses to Jackson State, but Again, in a sold-out arena, hostile crowd, and down, what, 14 points in that game, Rick Stansberry, the interim coach, is able to, you know, pull them together, uh, cuts down the rotation in the second half. Professional job, and what you would expect, but I think, you know, respect should be given to those that just take care of business uh, again, and uh, yes, three and zero in the time that Penny is good. The good news for the gone. Uh, the good news for the Tigers is that Penny Hardaway will be back on the floor on Wednesday. We'll see what happens. Does Penny kind of stay with a little bit longer rotation, like 10, or, 12 dudes, or, or or is he on same page with Stansberry that in the end against these good teams? You know, I've got to go to these seven or eight guys. It kind of looks like they've got seven or eight that are carved out ahead of the other guys. Mm, I agree. And again, if you get in some of these games where you're you're up big or it's loose or whatever, you can you can develop and do all that later. But I, my my guess is Stansberry didn't just cut that down to seven or eight on his own. He right, realized that's yeah. the seven or eight that my guess is when when Memphis is really in it against these big teams like they will be this week are going to be the seven or eight uh, that you play. So Stansberry took care of business in the Penny's three game absence. Uh, respect, bird to you, Tigers. Uh, not ranked in the AP poll. They are still 26th. 
They are number 23 yeah. in the uh, in the coaches' poll. So Stansberry took them from unranked to ranked, at least in the coaches' poll. Uh, Russell Wilson, anybody? Now, this is a guy that we have long uh, made fun here, of. Don't go too thick on this now. I like that you're saying that. A little bit of pushback. Don't I, I need a, go you too thick on I watched that you, game you've last been night. All, you've been all rosy and all on my side no, all I, so long and agreeing with me. This is one where I might be a little okay. not, not there with well, you. Well, let me, let me throw some numbers at you. I after got a, you. After a 1-5 and five start, it was a good, the good Broncos are now 5-5 five and five yes. and owners of the NFL's longest winning streak. I ain't telling you the world beaters, but what I am telling you is that this Sean Payton, Russell Wilson experiment, some, including our next, that, that some, including our next guest, Jason Fitz, doubted from the beginning. And I have to admit, I doubted the first few weeks and thought Jason Fitz was right. Yeah. It's starting to come together. Um, during this win streak, a little bit of a, a little bit of nuts and bolts. Broncos have beaten the Packers, the Chiefs, looking at it, the Bills, yeah, and now the Vikings. Who, oh by the way, coming into that game, even with Josh Dobbs, had the NFL's longest winning streak at five. They stopped that last night. Russell Wilson hit Cortland Sutton for a 15-yard touchdown. About 103 left. One of those come from behind victories right. that he has authored in the past. Again, it ended the Vikings' winning streak that was at five, and it capped a 10-play, 75-yard drive that started with 3:17 left, and the Broncos needing a touchdown down 20 to 15. He finished 27 of 34 for 259 yards. Doesn't blow you out of the water, but no interceptions. You know what that is? That is efficiency. And Russ Wilson, that that's not him. Russell Wilson's style was let Russ cook. Go out there, hold the ball, try to make the big play. What we said Sean Payton would bring is sort of system. Yep. What you drop Drew Brees in and you ask him to be more of a uh, you know game manager, whatever it is, but take some of the big play and just put it into the system, and it's starting to work. Because Russ's pass yards, while they don't blow jump off the page at you, 2065, that's only 21st in the NFL. But his 19 touchdowns are third. He's only thrown four interceptions this year, and his passer rating is third in the NFL at 104.3. So, Brad, Russell Wilson mm. is owner of the third-best passer rating in the NFL. You telling me that's not worthy of respect with all the criticism he's gotten and that okay. Sean Payton got that he wasn't going to work? They should have lost that game last night. They should have lost the game. You're right. That was a miracle. I mean, that defensive back was a midget over there in the and corner was, of the end zone. Uh, Sutton took care, and Sutton had to hold up his end and take care of it. It's not right. just Russ Miracle. winning that game. You're right. All that had to occur, so, but they got it done, they did get Russ, it done. Has, Russ has been efficient. The defense is very good. Many of us had ridden him off, thought it wasn't going to work. Okay, I was wrong. Sean Payton can't fix yeah. him. And now you're seeing this Denver team that hosts Cleveland on Sunday in well, another important matchup if they're going to be a, a true playoff contender then they'll, they'll need to take care of this Cleveland team that's down to his backup quarterback but has a defense that's as good as anything in the NFL. I don't want to totally crap all over Russ and make it sound like I'm not in his corner. He's it's having just, this a good is what, season, This man. is what we expected, though, from him. This was the expected result when they signed Russell Wilson and when you brought in Sean Payton. Well, I so thought, you're well, finally you getting back. you brought in Sean Payton, you know, I think this, we thought that, the second okay, year. maybe Russ realizes that the best thing for my career right. and for winning, and if I ever want to get a bit of a Super Bowl, is to and just try to be Drew Brees 2.0. Right. And again, he's not throwing for the yards, but what he is matching is the efficiency, right. and he's not turning the ball Makes over yeah. just four turns. So again, uh, part of the reason I'm giving him this is because it was so criticized, he's been written off. They had been an absolute mess under Nathaniel yeah. Hackett. Looks like it's starting to come together. And The You're Denver right. Broncos, again, with the Chargers at the bottom of the division, uh, you know, with things turned upside down in some ways in the AFC, there's an opportunity with Joe Burrow out. There is an opportunity mm-hmm. for another playoff spot. If they stay hot, uh, they can possibly get it. And then moving on, you mentioned this guy, yeah. Deron Bland. Yep, uh, the Cowboys' defensive back. Woo. 
Okay. He's incredible. Returned a touchdown 30 or returned an interception 30 yards for a score in Dallas Cowboys win over the Carolina Panthers this weekend. That he now has six interceptions this season and eleven over the past two seasons. We talked about Diggs, who's out and how see you know, we say he's the stud of that secondary. Mm-hmm. Bland could make it a case that he's the stud. It's his fourth pick six of the season. It ties the record. Uh Eagles yeah. Eric Allen, Chiefs Jim Kearney back in seventy two and Ken Houston in seventy one. Uh, that is the NFL record, four pick sixes in a season. He's still got, what, six, seven games yeah. to break the record. He's been nothing short of phenomenal. Again, at a time that that secondary needed a playmaker back there with Diggs out. So I had to give uh, I had to give man, Deron Bland, a uh, That somersault a interception burger. he got yesterday against Carolina was stud. something to behold. He's an absolute stud. And then uh, finally... Hey, maybe you got one, too. I have a disrespect okay. dog for well, you, too. Let's go your well, first, gonna, so I don't step I'm on I'm going to speak on the behalf of Arkansas fans here real quick. Disrespect dog for Hunter Urich, the uh, athletic director at Arkansas. What are you doing bringing Sam Pittman back for this year? They're, they've already committed to bring Sam Pittman back it's next year. Of, it's because of the money they would owe him, right? Yeah. It's, it's a ton. But you got plenty number, of it. You got plenty of it. They do. But yeah. I would say a lot of Hogs fans are upset, and they, they think it's one too many because it, what's your outlook for next year, especially with a worse-off quarterback than Jefferson's not going to be back, so. That's a deal where you fire the coordinator and you tell everybody it will be better next Clean year. Clean it up. And it's that's what you do the year before, then it's on you. They were clearly better off with Barry Odom. Barry Odom meant something to that team, so uh, I think they miss him a lot. Uh, and then my disrespect, dog, will go to the team that basically is what's keeping the Tigers out of the AP Top 25. We mentioned it earlier. Missouri got no business, no business. I don't care if you do finish ninth in the SEC. You got oh, no yeah. business losing to a winless Jackson State squad. Uh, love Mo Williams to death. Respect the job he's doing there. Uh, 73-72, they hit a fadeaway jumper in the closing states uh, seconds Jackson State does. And it just absolutely ruins that win for Memphis there on the on the road up in Missouri. And, again, if you're looking at Memphis's body of work, two uh, by-game wins and now a win over a Missouri team, Looks like it's not going to be a tournament contender. Uh, you haven't really done much of anything at all. Yeah. That's part of the reason why you're not ranked in the AP poll. You are, though, number 23 in the coach's poll. I would tell you, I test tells you that Memphis should be ranked. But Missouri uh, not taking care of business against Jackson State. Uh, Jackson State won for the first time since it beat Prairie View in the quarterfinals of the, of the SWAC last year. Like, um, that ain't some, you know, we looked at that Jackson State team and said, you know, oh, they could, what, they get in the 70s against mm-hmm. Memphis? But nobody said, yeah, we didn't look at them any, with any, any kind of oh. impressed uh, at all. So, again, bad loss for Dennis Gates, uh, that Missouri team now 3-2 and two, uh, and now moves to, uh, yeah, their first all-time loss to Jackson State. So you got to get a disrespect dog uh, for that, Mizzou. Uh, up next, we'll talk to Jason Fitz. Uh, like we do every Monday, we're going to get back into college football. We're going to talk some NFL with him, and I'm going to ask him if he were the Bears with the number one pick. There's a good chance that's going to be the case because of Carolina's uh, how bad they are. Would he take Caleb Williams? We'll do all that when we get back and listen to J&J. 19- T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Jason Fitz does it all for Yahoo Sports and Fox Sports Radio. Kind enough to join us every Monday. One of the most talented human beings we know. And you can follow him on X at Jason Fitz. Fitzy, we got a big one on Monday night tonight, uh, Super Bowl rematch. And I'd ask you this as we bring you in. Who's it more important for tonight in the sense that if you're trying to get that one seed in your conference, is it more important tonight that KC gets the win with all the contenders for one in the AFC or that Philly continues the role it's been on? What you think, brother? It is. It's on Philly more to me. There's more pressure because – I don't know that the contenders are really contenders in the AFC. Like, there are fatal flaws to almost every team that's supposedly a contender in the AFC. But when you look in the NFC, there is not a fatal flaw to San Francisco. I know that they went through their little losing streak where it felt like all of a sudden we wanted to be out on Brock Purdy, but you can't throw for 333 yards and three touchdowns the way he did where he wasn't just managing the game. Like, I think Brock Purdy has silenced the critics that thought the pressure would mount and, and silence him over the course of the last few weeks. So if I'm Philly... Like, here's what I know. The Lions have an easy schedule moving forward. I don't really want to have to go through Detroit. I don't want to have to go to San Francisco. That's a long trip going across country. I want to make sure those teams have to come to me because asking Detroit to win in Philly or asking San Francisco to win in Philly seems damn near impossible. But asking, you know, I think there's enough wiggle room for the Chiefs that they can get away with the loss because everybody else in the AFC seems flawed. I'm with you that San Fran real threat, and that was an injury thing when they were down, and now they're back, and uh, so they were my pick to make the the Super Bowl. I, 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 on Detroit, just with the way things transpired yesterday against the Bears, and I know some would tell you, well, the Bears did a hell of a job laying down in that fourth quarter and made it easy for Detroit. Do you feel better about them? Was that about finding ways to win, even if you've played back, or are you, you know you come through that a little less optimistic about whether they're a true contender in the NFC? Yeah, no, I, I came away from that saying that was a tough win. Like, I, I know it shouldn't have been, but, like, when you win those sorts of games, good teams find a way to win, bad teams find that's a true. way to lose, right? And they survived the worst possible day you could see from golf. I mean, that's not – golf's not going to repeat that performance over and over. This wasn't some indictment on the way the, the Lions are built. Uh, this this was the Lions having to survive a game where they were getting punched in the face and they didn't expect it. I, yeah. I think you give them credit for finding a way to win and never see, never really giving up on that one. I, I, I know it doesn't look good when you're taking on a bad team, but again, with the flaws that everybody has, I look at that and say, hey, good for you on finding a gritty way to win a football game on the line. So I walked away from it a little bit more confident. Miami or Baltimore? And, and I'll, I, you know, I, I realize Miami doesn't have much of a case in terms of if you point to when they've played the big teams, they don't have that yet. But what I would point to in that case for them, 
the fact that Jalen Ramsey's out there, you know, I guess he had a couple of picks in this one. It does seem like that defense is getting better. Which one do you believe in more? A Baltimore Ravens team that big loss, not going to have Mark Andrews the rest of the season, or these Miami Dolphins who's, you know, their offense is one thing, but it looks like, you know, under Fangio, that defense might be coming together. Which one you like better as that threat yeah, to KC? Well, I still, I still like Baltimore, but I think the loss of Mark Andrews is wildly significant. Oh, yeah. Like, they don't have any other wide receiver. That, I mean, Zay Flowers is turning into a nice player, but they don't have the guys that we thought they were going to have at wide receiver. So, I'm a little nervous about the receivers in general. And then when you look at the Dolphins, like, I mean, look, I'm the biggest Raiders fan in the world. The, the, the fact that the Dolphins barely won that football game to me was stunning. I mean, the, the Raiders' defense is, is okay, and the, they, they, I think, gave the blueprint. And, and this is what I expected. I said in multiple interviews leading in that the Raiders organizationally were going to realize that they, they couldn't let Mostert and Tyreek Hill beat you. So you were going to have to commit to stopping the run because you know you can't stop Tyreek. That's exactly what they did. And by the way, that kept the game pretty close. Like, letting Tyreek go off as he did doesn't cost you the football game. You just can't let two guys go off. So, A, I think that's a method that good teams are going to be able to employ. But, B, I mean, the, the Dolphins' defenses look better. But, my God, the, the Raiders' offense has been putrid. So, yeah. like, I think there's some level of what did we see and who did we see it against. I didn't walk away from that game confident in the Dolphins. I thought the Dolphins would win that game by 30 or more. I thought they should have won that game by three touchdowns. They, they, they turned over the football. They looked, uh, they looked wildly sloppy at times. I, like, I think there are questions about the Dolphins that are real from a Raiders win. I don't have those same questions about Lamar. That's fair. Um, Steelers, Browns. Browns get the win 13-10. And they do it with uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson uh, backing up. You know, Deshaun Watson out now. Just did that, did that did that win for Cleveland say more about the Steelers and their situation? At least to me, it feels like they're being held back by by quarterback play. If you look at it, they got there, there's some weapons on that offense, and uh, or did it say more about you know uh, the Cleveland Browns and the fact that you know this defense is a Super Bowl caliber defense, and if they get steady, decent quarterback play, um, they can win games. I mean, I think what we saw here is the truth about both teams. Like the Browns are going to win football games exactly the way. They just did that. Like, it's going to make it ugly. Their defense is going to have to play lights out. Their defense cannot have an off day. They're going to have to be able to run the football pretty well. Like, that's the way the Browns are going to win football games. In the meantime, Pride's a downfall of man with the Steelers. So, you know, I look over at Pittsburgh and I say, okay, Pride is the only reason that they haven't changed their offensive coordinator. You cannot let Pride influence this offseason. They need a new offensive coordinator and a new quarterback. And I think that's abundantly clear at this point. Like, I was never all in on Kenny Pickett anyway. I'm all out on Kenny Pickett. I don't think he's good enough to be even an average starter. And when you've got wide receivers there that most quarterbacks would want to play with, that's pretty inexcusable. Like, I think the Steelers organizationally have to look in the mirror and say, man, we need to make big changes and our coaching staff, and that comes from the form of the offense coordinator, and we need a different quarterback if we really want to be competitive, especially knowing you're going to be taking on Burrow and Lamar for the next 10 years. Like They don't have the horses to compete in that race, and they showed us that on Sunday. If Speaking of needing a quarterback, it feels like, and I know you know Daniel Jones got the contract extension, but that's obviously something they can come off of. It feels like the Giants need one of those. And so, you know, getting to the bottom would seem to be, you know, the priority. And yet they're, you know, they as they've owned the commanders, they do it again yesterday. Even if with, I mentioned it, with DeVito out there, a guy that's living with his with his parents. If you are the Giants, is that is that what you've got to get? If you're now looking toward the draft, um, it's not about this season anymore. Uh, I guess it's about whether Dable's really truly got control of this thing. Is the next step for them getting into the draft as high as a pick and getting one of those quarterbacks? or is there a different way? 
I don't think Dable can survive what it would take to get the second pick in the draft. And that's the hardest part about this. Like, yeah. I think if Dable, if the wheels fall off to the point that Dable has a two-win season, three-win season in this in this scenario, right? Like, then organizationally you're going to look around and say, I don't know, man. And we started to hear a bunch of the, the players talking about, well, coaches aren't taking our input, blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. the locker room's starting to get fractured. I I think what we undervalue in the, the concept of trying to get a high draft pick is what it does to the culture of the football team. And I don't think you can survive it. I don't think you can survive a true tank as a coach, as a GM, as any of that, when it's coming on the heels of a season that has any level of expectation. If you know where you are, you know, then you can say, okay, if you're Arizona and you knew coming in that you weren't going to be very good, you can survive a tank. If you're the Giants and you just paid money to people because you think you should be able to at least be a fringe playoff team, and all of a sudden you're picking top five, nobody survives that. And I don't think you can fix that culture. I don't think you can fix the fact that the majority of the locker room looks at you and and knows that you let this whole thing get to that point. Like, So I I think, frankly, teams have to fight at this point. They have to be fighting and coaching staffs players they have to be fighting for something other than draft status and we as fans want draft status to be everything organizationally i just don't think it can factor into your mindset if you were atlanta and you knew that the bears are willing to trade justin fields would you be interested fitzy if you're arthur smith yeah 100 percent. i think that's the funny thing about the bears and i think you can appreciate this is that it's hard because Justin Fields was exactly what makes Justin Fields tough to evaluate in that game. He was good enough 100%. to make everybody go, oh, God, this looks like it could be so good. Yep. But it's not going to be so good there. So, you know, realistically, knowing that I don't think there's much of a chance Carolina wins another game, I think Carolina is going to fire everybody at the end of the season. Agreed. And that first overall pick is going to sit there for the Bears. And the, there's no way the Bears don't press reset at the quarterback position. So the question teams are going to be asking is, is it we're taking a flyer on Justin Fields versus taking a flyer on, let's say, whoever we decide is the fifth-best quarterback in this year's draft, the Michael Penix Jr. type right. guy. Like, that, that, to me, is a real question. Like, if you're looking around and saying, okay, I don't really have an option to quarterback, and I'm, I don't love where I'm picking in the draft, as a Raiders fan, do I think the Raiders should look around and say, hey, let's give up some sort of draft equity to get Justin Fields? Why not? Like, it, it, we know he can play. We just got to figure out what the best of him looks like. And I don't think the Bears are going to be patient to figure that portion of it out. So, you know, this is such a weird year where, you know, having Justin Fields, if you're the Bears, usually would give you comfort. If they were picking 7, 8, 9, 10, I think they stick with their quarterbacks. But if you have a shot at at Mayor Williams, you're not going to pass up on Mayor Williams. I don't care what anybody offers you in that situation. So Justin Fields is gone, and that means somebody else will give up a – third or a fourth round draft pick for him for sure is there a guy not named drake may or caleb williams a quarterback in the in college right now that you do have a high level of confidence in in terms of being an nfl starter like a find that's not one of those two guys i, I and i throw what you know what do you think about Jaden daniels down at lsu been putting up some monster numbers uh just is, is there a guy for you that you're confident in that's not those top two prospects yeah if Jaden daniels goes somewhere where he's got a a patient organization yes, that's going to help build an offense around what he can do. If he goes someplace that is committed to him as the Colts were from the outset to Anthony Richardson, Jaden Daniels can be scary good. Like I think Jaden Daniels is going to rocket up some of these boards. And I then this one's weird because I, I, I think you have to acknowledge past failure in this conversation and the fact that he's played what feels like 8,000 college football games. But the ascension of Bo Nix is real. Like where Bo Nix is right now playing – Yeah. Uh, he's playing smart. Looks like a football. pro. Yeah. I mean, he's making all of the throws you could ever. I like 
Bo Nix looks to me like an NFL quarterback. I realize that he's older than some NFL quarterbacks, but like I still have to look at it and say, hey, maybe his ceiling isn't going to be Patrick Mahomes. But I don't know. Like if, if I'm sitting there in the middle of the first round and I need a quarterback, I, I'd have a hard time saying no to Bo Nix right now. And I, I, I've been as harsh on Bo as anybody in the country, so I cannot believe I'm saying that. But you just got to watch the tape this year and you see like, man, Boy, it is clicked for him in every possible way. Uh, we saw the injury to Jordan Travis over the weekend, something we all hate to see, and we we, we really hate. It. I mean, we, we you know Mike Norvell, former Memphis coach, has put together this uh, great season, and uh, you all see it sort of you know come to a stop when Jordan Travis is down there. Is there still a scenario in your mind, Fitzy, where Florida State is in the college football playoff when all the the dust clears? Yeah, I mean, they have to win everything, and they have to win it pretty convincingly. Like, that matchup in the ACC championship game against Louisville is going to be so significant because the committee's given Louisville credit. Now, I don't know if Louisville's really a top-ten team or if the committee mm-hmm. just wants to make sure the ACC has a top-ten matchup in the college football playoff. Like, I, I think there is some love to this. But, look, I mean, Oregon is – I think Oregon's going to win the Pac-12. I think right now, okay. if it weren't for that loss, I would have Oregon as the number two team in the country. I think they're playing that well. So – I think Oregon, when they win out, is going to have a very convincing argument. But what we know is that, you know, frankly, Ohio State-Michigan, one of the two of them is going to take care of themselves. And especially if Michigan's the one that loses, I think Michigan can free fall because they just haven't really played anybody. So Ohio State stays in in that situation, and now it becomes about the one-loss teams versus Florida State. If Florida State goes undefeated, I don't think Alabama's getting in over them, right? So I don't think think a one-loss team is necessarily going to get in over them other than Oregon uh, being a, a conference champion. So like my final four right now, I think you have a really good shot at it being Georgia. Uh, then you have Ohio state, then Oregon will lead five frog to three and then Florida state will come in at number four. I think that's pretty realistic to actually happen. And then what becomes of in that scenario, Fitzy, last thing I got, what becomes of Harbaugh? If your scenario comes comes through, or maybe maybe it's even a different one. Do you see Harbaugh coming back? Is he with an NFL team? How does that uh, transpire? I think Harbaugh's good as gone, and he's going to play the martyr on the way out and blame the NCAA for why he's not there anymore. He's going to turn around and say, "Oh, they've got it out for me, and I can't take it anymore." And he's going to use that as the reason that he walks away. So, you know, I, I, I think I think Harbaugh, like in a beautiful world for Michigan fans, they win in Addy, and then Harbaugh walks away. You know, with the national championship saying, I just don't want to deal with this anymore. I think more realistic, though, I, I, I don't care what anybody tells me at this point. I mean, I don't, Michigan's defense, as good as they've been, has not faced anyone like Marvin Harrison Jr., mm-hmm. right? So I, I, think, I think there's going to be a real opportunity uh, this weekend for Ohio State to make a statement and a win, which, uh, frankly, they're going to do. So when Ohio State makes a statement and gets the win at the big house over Michigan, They'll vault, they'll vault up to number one in the country, and then Georgia's going to have to hope that they get a convincing SEC championship win over Alabama to take that one seed. But uh, when that happens, then Harbaugh can still be blameless and say, I wasn't even able to be on the sidelines to help 100%. my guys. He'll, he'll deny any, any involvement in all of it, and he'll fade off into the sunset and go back to the NFL. I don't know. Real quick, should, should I want Harbaugh, Fitzy, yes or no, as my Bears coach? I think so. I think he wins. Like, Harbaugh wins where he doesn't stay anywhere, but he wins. So, like, for all of us, I think as much as it just feels weird having Harbaugh, he wins wherever he goes. So, you know, he won in San Francisco, and it took them a long time to figure out what he did after he left. The only thing I'd say is that where Harbaugh goes, he's going to want a GM that is not like his San Francisco experience. He's going to want somebody that he likes in that position so that maybe he stays a little longer. Yeah. 
He is Jason Fitzy. Jason, we appreciate your time so much on these Mondays, brother. Thank you. Appreciate Have you, brother. Yep. Thanks. He is Jason Fitz. Uh, follow him on X at Jason Fitz. Uh, does it all for Yahoo Sports and Fox Sports Radio. Uh, love him to death, yeah. I'm still not sure on if I want Harbaugh or not. Still mulling it over. Uh, don't, I, th- I think, has the man changed mm-hmm. since he was last in the NFL? Has the, you know, the college kingdom and sort of being the king of his thing here the last two years, has it changed him? Can he still be a player's coach? I think you want him. He's a good coach. Was a good pro coach at, with the Jeffrey 49ers. Jeffrey at Kaepernick, and then he had luck yep. at Stanford, did well there. If I give him yeah. Caleb Williams, I could I could expect good things potentially. Yeah. Um, I'm considering it. I'm considering I'm going to talk to Ryan Poles, our GM, about it. We're going to consider it and see where everything, where the dust settles with with Michigan. Uh, we got more. We'll wrap it all up uh, here on the third hour. Get you ready for Giannato and Jeffrey. You're listening to Jason and John, 99. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. ESPN. Shoot 360s at 85 Market Center Drive in Collierville, and it is a basketball haven. Just get out there and see it for yourself. You know what I'm talking about. As soon as you walk through the door, all that state-of-the-art technology, the same technology that Steph and Clay and the Golden State Warriors have used to hone their skills. Now, other NBA teams picking up on is the technology that you can have your son, daughter, niece, or nephew on. It's the best, and they don't just have the shooting equipment, uh, ball handling, passing, all those interactive drills. It's going to feel a lot like a video game for your kids, so they're going to absolutely love it. You're going to love it because you're not paying an arm or a leg. They've got a bunch of great membership options out there, perfect complement to what your kid is getting, the training during the school season. Have them sharp, too. Have that jumper like a sniper uh, out there. So get out to shoot 360. It's the future basketball training in Memphis. The future's happening right now. Go see them at 85 Market Center Drive in Kyrieville. Jets have benched. Zach Wilson after the 32-6 loss to the Bills. Last three games for them, six points, 12 points, and six points. Right move. Uh, I doubt it's going to get them anywhere. Thank you to our guests today, Jason Fitz. Make sure you stay tuned for Giannato and Jeffrey. We'll see you back here tomorrow. For Brad, I'm Jason. We're gone.
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 